So I walk up. I'm like, yo, I'm sitting here. He's like, nah, nah, sit down. So we just started, like, bullshitting. And I'm like, yo, like, I heard you go to the Hamptons a lot. You got a house there. And he's like, oh, like, where are you from? I'm like, Long Island. He's like, I love the Hamptons and all this stuff. So, so he's like, at the end of it, he's just like, yo, we got to get margaritas. Like, they have a sick margarita spot. So, like, <laughs> I'm walking away, like, putting my food away. Like, yo, let's go. <laughs> I'm going to the Hamptons with Eli. your boy DJ Omowski. I'm chilling here with Wally and Tony Mass. We're in the warm-up podcast studio. We have a very special guest. He's from Long Island. He's from the Babylon area, Suffolk County. He's now in the NFL. Uh, he played for the New York Giants, one of his favorite home teams, and now he's over uh, down in Florida for the Miami Dolphins. It's Jake Carlock. What's up, Jake? What's going What's up, on, Jake? guys? I appreciate you having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming, man. We got a lot to talk about. I know people who have followed your story are interested in kind of how you rose to the spot you're at right now in the NFL, and you know, not many people have been able to say they played for won the NFL and won their favorite team and scored a touchdown for them. I want to get mm-hmm. to that. We'll save mm-hmm. that for a little bit, but. Um, Let's back it up. Let's talk about childhood. Were you, were you, I think you were a multi-sport athlete, right? Because I saw some pictures of you playing basketball, too. Yep, yep. I mean, uh, so going back to growing up, like, uh, first of all, I'm one of eight, so I got Damn. I got a big house. Uh, Whoa. Where, so do, where do you everywhere. fall on yeah. the... I'm the oldest, second youngest. youngest. Second youngest. So you're oh, a wow. baby. You had a fight for food. All right? boys? <laughs> uh, four boys, four girls. Oh, nice balance. Uh-huh. Yeah, nice. So, so sports were big and just like... Everyday survival. So wow. you're <laughs> so. a modern day Brady Bunch. Right? <laughs> yeah. You got a so. full, full uh, football team right there. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, every every Thanksgiving. I mean, yeah. now it's a lot of beers, but back then it was all football. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much where I started. Uh, my oldest brother, he was a football. Mm-hmm. He played three sports, and then my sisters, they played all different kind of sports. And then my second oldest, he went, got a scholarship to play lacrosse in college. Uh, I went for football, and my little brother went for football. So we all played football, basketball, baseball, lacrosse, everything, just gotcha. in the backyard growing up. Yeah, so the backyard was busy. You guys were rolling around. You guys were doing a bunch of sports. And then so when you got to the high school level, you had to pick a couple sports. What would you, you end up with? Uh, I did football, basketball, lacrosse. What, how would you rank your sports in terms of what your favorite was growing up? Uh, my favorite was definitely football all along. Uh, basketball was my, probably my second favorite. Yeah. I love playing basketball. Yeah. And then lacrosse, I actually didn't play until I played my whole life, and then I stopped, uh, I believe it was 9th, 10th, and 11th, and I came back my senior year. To finish out with my buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. I like the cross, too. Nice. Yeah, it's it's when you grow up in Long Island, people, when they see an athlete, they want to push you towards uh, lacrosse. Throw a, sti- because, throw a stick in your hand. Yeah, yeah they try yeah, to yeah. throw a stick in your hand because Maryland and lacrosse are just like, or Maryland and Long Island are just like the powerhouses. Yeah, of, yeah, of, definitely. Uh, oh, you're like five minutes and you already mentioned Maryland. I know, I had to. I always plug. Record. I went to University of Maryland. All I'm right. going to talk about wrestling. I just, Terps, like, baby. I have like a, exactly. <laughs> I have my quarter life presence on the podcast. Every <laughs> Kiss day, it so. up to the host. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, okay, so yeah, then you had, you were focused with football. I want to talk about, like, you know, when did you realize that you had the, the ability to take it to the next level? What, what level of, uh, playing? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think just growing up, I loved looking up to my older brothers and, uh, my friends' older brothers. They, we always went to their games and stuff, and then when, me, I had a good group of friends. We had, uh, right around junior high, I would say, we, we knew that when we were seniors, like, or juniors, we were going to win it all in high school, 
And then I kind of took it a step further, and I was like, all right, well, after high school, I'm going to go play in college. And, and then that – and I had a dream of always playing in the NFL. Obviously, like, the older you get, the more you realize, all right, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. But yeah. there's still a shot, and, and so I just chased it and, and never stopped. Yeah. So what positions in high school did you play? In high school – I mean, it's high school. It's all over the place. Yeah, they kind of put you every single <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was playing wide receiver, uh, tight end on offense, and then defense was like a safety linebacker kind of thing. Yeah, all on the same play. You were playing wide receiver and tight end. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, just put Jake in every freaking position. <laughs> it was fun. It was yeah. a good time. Um, and then you get to college, and you're kind of going through the process of, uh, you know, picking which school you want to play at. You stayed home. You went mm-hmm. to Stony Brook mm-hmm. your first couple of years. Yeah. Right? yeah I so. had, uh, I think it was a couple of teams I was talking to, a couple of offers, and I wanted to stay home, and Stony Brook was the only team that wanted me for defense. Everyone else was wide receiver, and I always wanted to play wide receiver, so that was tough. But at the yeah. end, I wanted to stay home so my family could see, too. You want to hit some people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then you go from – we always talk about this with athlete, athletes because there's a difference when you're – obviously in high school, you're the standout. You're going to a school, and you're still you know, working yourself into being uh, the standout on the team. Obviously, you're talented, and they recognize that, but it turns into a little bit more of a business than it is. You know, you're probably friends with your high school coach. Mm-hmm. You may have a good relationship with you know, your college coach, but it gets more serious. The schedule's a little bit more demanding. So what was that next step up like for you? Yeah, I mean, you said it. It, it, it went from fun to winning for the town and your boys that you grew up with to, all right, now like i got to earn my scholarship. i got to there's people's jobs on the lines here yeah. so like the coaches are a lot tougher uh all of a sudden it went from having fun that it's a full-time job yeah and i mean i enjoyed that though it took it's tough freshman year is like a hard adjustment but you get the hang of it and then you buy and you meet new friends and it kind of starts all over again yeah so it, it's good but you said it, it turns into a business real quick the one uh was many upsides of playing sports in college but you know you're kind of that camaraderie you're going to school a little bit early you guys are the first uh, people on campus pretty much when it comes to students um, and you kind of build a bonds and I'm sure you knew some of the athletes you know coming from Long Island from other schools or maybe from your school but you know there's something to be said for you know when you're putting yourself you know on the line in terms of athletically and you know balancing that schedule with academics mm-hmm. you know you kind of form a, a strong bond so you know what was your kind of uh, acclimation process getting along with the, the teammates and stuff like that yeah well like you said it might think my freshman year I had it in into Stony Brook in like July, like a month before everyone else was even, or probably two months before anyone was, was even there. And they had all us uh, freshmen on summer classes. Yeah. So it, was, it sucked because it took away our, our summers, but it was kind of nice because then I got to get acclimated to the college life. And then when it rolled into the semester, it, like nothing really changed. It was like, all right, I've been doing this the past two months, so like I'm kind of used to this by now. Yeah. And you, like just like that, you're hanging around the same guys every day for two months. You're in the weight room with them. You're, you're practicing in the meeting room, so you, you become boys with them right away. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fun. Like, we had weekends off, so we were doing whatever we want, hanging out, playing video games and all that stuff. So you get used to it pretty quickly. Uh, when you were at school, when you were at Stony Brook, were there any team members that you knew from playing on Long Island that were older? Like, damn, I'm playing with this guy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think back, but obviously, like, Stacy Bedell, I mean, I, I was watching him all throughout high school, and then – Watching, looking up to him and all that stuff, and then I see he's coming back to Stony Brook, so I was like, oh, shit, all right, well, I'll play with Stony <laughs> Stacy. And then there's a bunch of dudes. There's guys that, uh, like, going into all these Newsday things, awards, cer- ceremonies and all that, and then seeing faces and then, like, not really knowing who they are. Like, uh, you think the guy's all tough. My buddy Dennis was strange. I thought he was this big, tough guy, and then I met him, and uh, I became boys with him right away, and I was like, oh, this dude ain't that tough. Yeah. <laughs> but it, he's a good dude. So it, it is cool seeing guys, and, and then you get to meet them, and they're good dudes. Another cool thing about being on a team is that there's probably some out-of-state players mm-hmm. that come from whatever, you know, East Coast, West Coast, middle of the country. 
Uh, how did you get them acclimated in terms of, did you give them some pizza and some uh, bagels or what? Did you take care of them? Or yeah, what? I mean, some of these dudes, my first time meeting like people from like Cali and whatnot, because I mean, I grew up in a little bubble in Babylon, like I didn't know any better. So I, I was in my head, I was like, damn, like this dude just moved across the country. Now he's, yeah. he's a, I was 17 at the time. This kid's 17, moving across the country, living on his own. But um, some kids, they got it. it. It was easy for them. Some kids, it was tough. And like you could see after a year, kids would transfer or head back home. It just didn't work out. But like, like you said, uh, show show them a good time. Bring yeah. them, brought them home with me to Babylon. Uh, definitely ate some pizza. Yeah. What's so. your What's your favorite pizza spot on Long Island? Uh, Vincenzo's Pizza. That's mm. my spot. It's in uh, Wontaw. Uh, those are my guys. They're a good spot. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, had some pizza out here? Because you know you said a Nassau place. We're in Suffolk. We get a little territorial. <laughs> we got some good pizza out here too. We are. Uh, I think that we ranked it a couple episodes uh, before. Uh, Little Vinny's is up there, and then also Gino's. Gino's the street, so Yeah, yeah. I got a Gino's in Babylon. Right over here, and change your mind before you leave. Uh, there's I'm a Gino's in like every there's a Gino's town. Yeah. I think that exactly. that comes with like when you're a Long Island town and you establish township, you have to have a Gino's. It's one of the, It's on a, It's a criteria list. Yeah. It has to be a pizza place named Gino's. You need like a post office and a Gino's. Yeah. <laughs> Being a part of athletics and academics, it's a big, big commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to juggle a lot for a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the things I always talk about from my perspective. I just metaphorically got my ass kicked. My, my first semester at school with wrestling and in school, uh, just like keeping up with grades mm-hmm. and classes, I didn't even know what a syllabus was to the second <laughs> semester. I'm, I shit you know. Yeah. Um, so what was that like? Just kind of, you know, balancing all that and, uh, you know, having a social life as well. I mean, you said it like my first semester, I mean, my first like year, yeah. I got my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> my GPA was not good. Thankfully at Stony Brook, we had, uh, we had mandatory tutor time study, uh, study hall. Yeah. So that helped me out. They, they would help us out. But like at some point it's on you to go to class and then like, I, I thought I was a man division one football, but I don't gotta go to class until yeah. until you meet with the coach at the end of the year, and he's like, "What the, what the hell is this?" Like, oh my God. looks at your GPA, and I was like, All right, "I guess I gotta get my stuff up." Yeah, with uh, the wrestling team, like, there's only like nine scholarships that go around for like forty people, so I was essentially like a preferred walk on getting mm-hmm. in there. So they were like, "Oh, you got a point seven GPA." We don't. Well, that sucks, but they didn't. Unless you were like, I technically didn't affect the GPA, mm-hmm. so they were like, "Yeah, you do whatever you want, dude. If you want to leave, <laughs> you can leave the school. Go go back home. Go to Suffolk. It's it's all good." So, but I had to kick it into gear because I was I was scared my parents were gonna kick my ass because it's a lot of money. That's how it goes. College hits you hard. Yeah, my little brother too. I mean, he's like me. He got the coil in. He he. I was like, yeah, how's school? He's like, hey, school's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's sick. I go to party. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was great. Oh yeah, dude, not so good. Yeah, (laughs) "Yeah, me too. (laughs) And then yeah, so you're you're in college, and then you did uh you transferred, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what was what was that? Uh, going into, I think it was after my sophomore season. So my red shirt. Sophomore season of football, my third year, but I had two more to play. I was at Stony Brook, and I was on like my fifth or sixth major. I was like <laughs> switching every semester. I, I couldn't it, find yeah. anything. I want. I always knew I wanted to be a coach and a teacher, uh, growing up. And I got to Stony Brook, and that wasn't an option. They didn't have education. But wow. at the time, I was like, I right, want. Well, I got a scholarship. I'm playing football. I don't. I never thought about school. So eventually, I like sat down with my dad, and I was like, I was my major at the time was like African American history studies, <laughs> and I was like. I don't even know what I'm learning yeah. at this point. Like I, I don't, like my tutors help me out, but I don't know what's going on. And then my dad's like, "What are you gonna do after college?" I was like, "Are there African American history like teachers? Like I don't, I don't know what job you get." This so yeah, I sat down specific. with him. And I was like, "What do I do?" And he's like, "I was like, I kind of want to leave, go somewhere else." And he's like, "All right, but like you got, you got a scholarship be given away." And I was right. like, "So that was like a whole process that whole year." And then finally, at, after the season, I was like, "All right, uh, I'm gonna go to Cortland, like go play up there." And then at the end of the year, I told the coach, 
they weren't too happy, but right. uh, things things worked out. Uh, I left, and then as I was going to go to Cortland, I was literally on the about to call the coach, tell him I'm coming up. Uh, LIU post called, and mm-hmm. then they were like, "All right, like we'll offer you scholarship to come here." So I was like, hey. "All right, I got there," and I was like, "All right, I'll I'll come. I want to play wide receiver." And they were like, no, you're playing defense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll play defense. Yeah, you were like, I'm taking my talents to post, and uh, I'm going to play. They're like, all right, chill out. Man. We're going to give you a scholarship, <laughs> but it's kind of on our terms. But, yeah, that's kind of the business side of football, right? Mm-hmm. That these, you know, uh, coaches aren't a teacher slash coach. This mm-hmm. is their livelihood. It's one of the yeah. – they were saying it's like top ten most stressful jobs is being – a college coach, they got to deal with a lot of stuff. I said after uh, seeing it and playing, I would never be a college coach just because they're there from like every day, from, yeah. from the sun up to sundown, and like it's stressful. You deal with, you're you're a you grown man, kids too. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, what I'm it's not just like the the coaching aspect. There's a whole another like being responsible for teenagers or, or young dudes in their young twenties, even worse. Who can exactly. just yeah, it's a um, lot on the line. We were talking to a, a coach before. He was, uh, I think, he was helping out at uh, one of the local colleges here, and mm-hmm. he's like, you know, I did it part time. I had a business, and I love doing it. I love football. I want to give back, but ultimately, like, the commitment is insane. Like, he was getting phone calls about, like, you know, college kids, you know, getting drunk and asking the coach, can you pick me up? Or, coach, I'm in a little bit of a jam. Like, it's a it's a legitimate commitment that goes beyond, obviously, just. And it's, and it's not recognized to no. the level like you don't get the credit for the work that's put in for yeah. coaching probably not most schools probably not compensated for what you put in and then on top of that you don't get the recognition when you lose it's on you when you win it's on the players oh, kind 100%. of thing so yeah it's kind of a thankless job unless you're like Nick Saban or yeah Belichick. exactly like when you're like on the top then yeah, yeah it's different but when you're coaching you know Stony Brook or even yeah. you know schools that are still division one big schools but not on that SEC level yeah. right exactly so what did you end up majoring in education? In so yeah, yeah, I went to post, and now I actually had to leave early to pursue the NFL. But I am pretty close to finishing up with a physical education and health major. Awesome, nice. Yeah, so I'm gonna do that, and then I would like to get my master's in special ed too. Try and work all three of those together, combine them somehow. But it's the best way to do it, man. Yeah, yeah we're gonna see what happens. They tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, it's the top two hardest things to get into: NFL and a teaching job on Long Island. <laughs> it's yeah, true. It's, yeah, so I got uh, both. all my brothers and my brother-in-laws are all phys ed teachers, and I just see them there. I'm like, yo, I don't know if I want to be a teacher. <laughs> Summer's <laughs> off, man. Summer's, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's 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 the goal. Every so. time I say that, they're like, yeah, stay in the NFL. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about it. I, I, ideally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when did you realize in college where you're like, holy shit, I, I have a chance at the NFL. Like, when did, you, when did that thought process come through and we're like, this, this, I mean, this could be a real thing? Honestly, really never. Like, I, w- I was just playing. I mean, I had a scholarship. I was thankful and all, but I was like, all right, like, uh, I'm going to finish out. I'm going to play it as best as I can. I was, like, always working hard, always wanted to be the best. And then it got to, like, the last game of the year, and we were supposed to win. We were playing a team, uh, Slippery Rock, and, and we were a higher seed, and we lost on, like, a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. And as I was walking on the field, everyone's, like, crying and stuff. Their helmet's off, and I'm, like, still my helmet on, and I'm, like, not crying. I'm, like, why aren't I sad right now? And I was, like, honestly, like, I take this helmet off. This is the last time. And, like, right on the field, I was, like, I'm, like this is my not my last time wearing a helmet. Like, I'm going to go play somewhere. And then right after that, like, the next day, I found an agent. I found, like, I went to coaches. I was, like, tell me where to train. I got the training, and then it just kind of took off from there. Yeah, just to tie into that and to what Waleed was saying, there are certain things that an agent or just being part of the process in terms of being, uh, you know, uh, not draft eligible, but, be, you know, have the qualifications to be drafted just from like an NFL owners or like uh, NFL president, you know, perspective. 
you know, what were they saying to you? What were your, some of the things that were like, we love this about you. Uh, what do we, uh, what did they need more from you? Mm-hmm. What were those elements? Yeah. So really when I said that, I told my coaches, I want to pursue it. They kind of told me, they're like, listen, we actually have scouts calling the past couple of weeks. We, we've been in contact. And I was like, oh, all right. So like, I so they don't even shot. tell you that? I mean, I think they knew that. They mentioned stuff to me, but nothing like too serious. Yeah. Like, I don't like even, too specific yeah, either. Yeah. I don't think they wanted me distracted and, and all that. True. So when I found that out, I was like, all right, like I actually got a shot at this thing. Like, Did you want to play receiver again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, couldn't, I couldn't ask them. It's like Belichick on the phone. He's like, Belichick, I'll come play for you, but I'm playing receiver. <laughs> hey, he, might, he might take me. White dude from the You are white. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. You play lacrosse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, once that happened, I kind of – Put my head down and just got to training. Took yeah. it serious. I uh, I found this place. Um, actually, my coach, uh, Coach Gill, he recommended this place in New Jersey called Test Football Academy, and I looked it up and it was like a lot of money. It was like I think it was like fourteen grand when I looked it up, and I was like I I closed my computer. I was like I, I can't. What am I? I'm not going to that. Yeah. I tell my dad. I'm like that. This guy wanted me to go here, and he's like, all right, you gotta do it. Yeah. I was like, what? He's like, we'll figure it out. I was like, no, no, no. Like I'm not. I'm like. I have like one percent, less than one percent chance of making the NFL. Like I'm not dropping fourteen, and he's like, "All right." So we talked to my agent. He got down to like, he cut off like four thousand. My dad's like, "All right, I'll pay for it." He's like, "I believe like you're gonna do it," and I was like, "All right, I'll pay you back." That's, yeah, that's awesome. It was crazy. Well, what was that feeling like? Because you know, as we go through this process, we're kind of starting our own little company, and you have to, you know, make big investments that at, at, up front are scary, right? You have oh, to yeah. put in the money, time, effort, and uh, you know, to make that big leap like you did. How did that feel uh, that your dad was willing to, you know, throw down the check to invest in you? Yeah, I mean, it's good and bad. It, it definitely motivates you more. It's like, all right, well, now I got to I gotta do it. I got like, yeah. it, more pressure, too. Yeah, But true. I think pressure is, is a good thing. I mean, I was ready to, to risk it all. I, I dropped out of school. I, I had a scholarship that spring that I just let go. Um, and I pretty much moved to Jersey, so got right to training. And uh, then, like I said, it was pressure, but... I wanted to make my family proud, like all my friends. I knew I had a ton of people with me. Like everyone was like, "All right, dude, like you ready for this?" And yeah. I was like, "All right, yeah, yeah, yeah." And then I was training with guys, and then everyone, everyone's kind of in the same boat. Like this is like risk it all, or, or yeah. like you don't get any rewards. So I mean, it, it was cool, and uh, I, I enjoyed it to have my dad like on my back. Like he he's been there my whole life. Like yeah. he everything I did, he was always there. When I when I transferred, I was like, "All right, dad, if I transfer, like we're gonna have to pay for school." And he's like, "All right, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out." And I was like, "All right, so here we go." And yeah. then. So for it to work out, I mean, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dad got to see you uh, catch a touchdown for the Giants. So mm-hmm. let's fast forward. You made it through the process. And then what to, again, acquired from the Giants, what was that? So um, you were a free agent after the draft? Yep, yep. So actually the day of the draft, at this point I've been talking to a bunch of teams. Uh, I had a good feeling. My agent had a good feeling. He was like, Listen, I don't think you're going to get drafted. There's a shot, but something's, something's going to happen. You're going to get a workout. You're going to get a rookie mini camp. You're going to get signed, something. So I lean up to draft. I'm like, obviously, I can't have a draft party. I'm not going to get drafted. But then, like, as I'm getting closer, I'm like, honestly, I'm just going to, like, I've been training the past three months. I'm just going to, like, celebrate. So yeah. I tell all my boys to come over. I'm like, listen, come over. Like, bring some beers. My family's over. I'm like, we're just going to drink. If I don't get called, well, we're just going right. to have a good like celebrate exactly. the last couple of years. If not, then like, if I get a call. So then in the sixth round, I get a call and from the Giants. And I'm like, listen, we're thinking about taking you in the seventh. So I'm like, holy shit, like the seventh round? Like, all right, word, let's go. And then the Giants come up on the screen and they pick two two guys in the seventh round. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, so then I get a call and it's the Giants, special teams coordinator, and the uh, – Falcons and the Falcons are on the line. And they're like, "Listen, we're gonna sign you right now." And the Giants are saying the same thing. 
and I had a lunch with the uh, Giants, and and I visited them. So I love like I love them. I'm diehard Giants yeah. fan. Okay. So yeah, I was like, helps. my mind was set before the day even started. Like if it's between anyone and the Giants, I'm going to the Giants. So then I'm talking special teams coordinator, and then the Falcons are like, all right. Like before, I was like, listen, I'm gonna do the Giants. Like this is where I want to go. And then the Falcons are like, it was like a scout, I think. Yeah. Or it, was, it was their defensive linebackers coach. And they're like, all right, someone wants to talk to you. So I'm like, all right. So then I get the phone, they're like, hey, this is Dan Quinn. So oh, I was like, oh they big balled you. So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. how am I supposed to say no now? So now I'm, like, putting the phone down. And I get, like, a text from the Giants, like, like you better not, like, back up. So I'm like, yo. So I was like, coach, like, thank you so much. But I got to go with the Giants. And he's like, I understand. He hung up, and then I just, like, told the family, and we just went nuts. Yo, it was a good time. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's when shit gets real, when you're starting to get those calls and going through that process. But you said, I, I, I'm i sorry if I missed it, when you, uh, after the draft, like, how many, like, was it a couple minutes? Was it a couple hours they started calling you? or It was as the draft was going on. So it, okay. in, right before the seventh, or probably as it was ending, like, I signed or verbally signed on the phone before the draft even ended. Yeah. So the draft was still going on. I already oh, okay. said I was going to undraft the sign. Because right. at that point, we my agent knew I probably wasn't going to get drafted by anyone else. He had a good idea. So he was like, yeah, we'll just say yes to the Giants. We'll f- and then we'll be good. So then right after the draft, pretty much got the paperwork sent over, signed it. And then it was good to go. I enjoyed that night. And then like I woke <laughs> up and I was like, shit, I got to oh. be ready to play now. <laughs> like, yep. Here we go. Shit now we got to actually play. Yeah. So it was a good day, though. Yeah, right. that's a sick day. And then uh, I'm happy that you, you called the friends and family over because there was something to celebrate. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the next day you sobered up and it was time to go. <laughs> exactly. Um, dude, that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. So then let's let's talk about from, you know, the point where, you know, you got to go through, uh, what's it called? Rookie oh, training camp, yeah. OTAs, OTAs, all this other stuff. Yeah, so. I think first was rookie mini camp where that's just the rookies. And sometimes they'll do like a second-year guy who maybe didn't play that much or, or got cut and keep brought him back. And that was, that was like, a ton of dudes. There was, like, everyone that was signed, drafted, and then just, like, tryout guys. So there's, like, 60 guys probably. And I'm, like, probably one of the only guys that's not Division One. Like, I'm looking around the room, and I know these guys. Like, I watch them on TV. Like, oh, shit, yeah, that dude was yeah. at Bama. That dude was at LSU. And then, like, we all get in front of the room. Like, where are you from? I'm, like, LU Post. And then, like, someone's, like, you know, like, where is that? And I was, like, long out, like, an hour away. And they're, like, like what division is that? Like, three? And I was, like, no, nah, detail. Yeah. And then so I was like, all right, well, here we go. I got to prove myself. And then, like, that weekend's so quick that, like, everyone's trying to fight for a spot. Like, right. we're in no pads, like a helmet, and, and we're full on, like, tackling. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, guys are going to the ground. It's sloppy football. But uh, that one was crazy. And then after rookie minicamp, all the tryout guys go home. Then the vets come in. So, like, now I'm chilling in the locker room, and, like, I'm sitting next to, like, Shep, Eli, like, Saquon. Shit. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, yeah. I I grew up watching Eli Manning play. Like, he's yeah. my favorite player. And now, like, like I wanted his autograph, but, like, I can't go up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was cool, too. And then, like, it's just strictly business the whole time. Like, I mean, as it should be, guys, coaches are, are literally coaching for their families. And guys are now playing to support their families. And I'm, like, playing just right now. It's like, this is fun for me. This is a bonus of extra oh, football. Yeah. And then I'm, like, looking over, like, all right, like, it doesn't work out i'll go back to school other guys are like well i got like four kids at home like i need to i yeah. need to do well like this is my job otherwise my family i don't know what's gonna happen so i'm like damn there's a lot more to this than just yeah. high school and college football for real now you're talking about how there was a lot of like d1 sec teams mm-hmm. like bama and uh, you know those highly touted prospects people mm-hmm. who got drafted when you when you looked around you're like oh damn i saw these people on tv playing you know in maybe the, like rose bowl or something mm-hmm. like that what, how did you t- make the switch mentally from, like, you know, oh, shit, this is a little bit overwhelming to, like, fuck it, I, g- I got to just go hard? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I had no choice. Yeah. It was either 
fuck it, go hard, or yeah. I'm going home. True. So it's like, it, it is tough because I was like scared and shit. But then I'm like, all right, well, I'm in the same exact helmet. There's a reason why right you're now. here. Yeah. So I was like, if, if I show something, and then like you make one play, and the coach isn't gonna be like, oh well, he's from Bama. He's all right, so we'll go. So like if they see me running around, we're all in the same helmet now. We no one even has names on them or anything, so they don't know anyone where anyone played. Yeah. So it's like everyone gets a like a restart button, and you see it like some guys came from Bama, and I'll be like, dude, that guy's not even that good. Mm. Like, and and then like someone will get cut from from like some D two school, and I'm like, well, he's better than the Bama kid. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, he played at Bama though. So like, yeah. There's maybe there's some politics in it, but it's crazy how it goes. I feel like that's Actual. the same thing in any workplace. You mm-hmm. like you roll through, you might be a bonehead from Harvard, or you're like maybe some genius from. I don't know, Suffolk yeah. Community College. Yeah. But like, you know, obviously the the paper counts. Like that that means something. Even mm-hmm. whether it's uh in the back of your head or on the forefront, it does play a part. So hundred mm-hmm. percent. It's unfortunate though. But Yeah. I mean it's also like it's like a validation thing or like a credential thing where it's like, you know, Saban's, you know, stamped his name on this yeah. guy, so maybe he saw something that we're not seeing right now, mm-hmm. which is like tough because you're those this is that's just more hurdles that you kinda have to get through to make the team, make the practice team, things like that. It's true. Um you talked about Eli, how you, you watched him growing up, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get to his retirement in just a second. But first, wanted to talk about, like, we did you have the opportunity to, when you were specifically with the Giants, uh, you know, hear from, you know, maybe a speech or just like a pep <coughs> talk or, you know, just words of wisdom from any of the guys that you looked up to? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's tough because I, uh, at first, I was just, it was just preseason games. So like, the starters, they don't. They're not getting hyped yeah, up. They're not yeah. getting too yeah. crazy. For, but, like, we will have times where it's like, Guys are, are ready to play, and, like, I'm playing with, like, seven-year vets who are still fighting for their, their job, and, like, they can still get cut. So, Eli definitely, um, he came in, I think it was, I think it was, like, the Bears game, or maybe it was, and he was pumping us up, and, I mean, it's Eli, so, yeah. he, but it, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> and some of these guys are, like, they're, they're, some of these guys have are, like, clowns, like, they are funny dudes, and, and, yeah. and like, some, some dudes, like, they, the way they play football isn't like like me. I, I gotta get serious. I gotta like lose my mind. Some guys just joke around, they stay loose, loose. Yeah. on the field, right? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. God damn! Like if I was doing that right now, I would I would get run over. Oh yeah. But like it's just everyone's got different attitudes, different approaches to the game. It's kind of cool to see though. Hundred percent. How surreal is that? You know, growing up watching Eli, like winning two Super Bowls for the team that you mm-hmm. grew up watching and loving, and now he's like giving you a hype up speech. It's like, crazy. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. The funny thing about Eli is like, the first probably month I was there, I I wouldn't even like go near him because I was like he doesn't know who I am you make like, eye contact like, yeah yeah <laughs> and then I had the big play against the Jets yeah. and like that next and now I'm like alright like the guy's got no got know I am, who I am now. That, like, right? so like the next week I'm sitting in, in the cafeteria or I'm like getting food he's sitting by himself at the table so I'm like alright this is my time Like, so I walk up I'm like yo I'm sitting here like, no, nah, no, nah, sit down so we just started like bullshitting and I'm like yo like I heard you go to the Hamptons a lot you got a house there and he's like oh like where are you from I'm like Long Island he's like I love the Hamptons all this stuff so, so he's like at the end of it, he's just like, yo, we got to get margaritas. Like, they have a sick margarita spot. So, like, <laughs> I'm walking away, like, putting my food away. Like, yo, let's go. <laughs> I'm going to the Hamptons with Eli. Yo. We need to find out this margarita spot first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're a big margarita guy. It, 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 I mean, I, I'm probably going to stalk and go to, go <laughs> yeah. to the Hamptons, wait at every margarita spot. But it, it was pretty cool. I mean, he's a really good dude, too. I, I After that, I, I've talked to him a bunch of times, and, like, he's exactly who you think he is. Like, a great dude. Like, he was always messing around, too, and... I love playing with him, and thank God, like I did, because now I could like look back growing up. It was so cool watching him, and then now to say that I could play with him is pretty cool. Yeah, Hall of Famer mm-hmm. for sure. You think Daniel Jones has got it? Definitely. To That's lead my the way. Dude. That's my dude. Yeah, yeah he he's got it. He he's like the hardest working dude too. I think he kind of saw what Eli was doing. You you like I would pull into the uh, 
parking lot some days I'd be like say I was like 30 minutes early his car would be there the next day say I'm like an hour early for like treatment or like two hours early for treatment both their cars are parked right next to each other so I'm like all right these guys are in here non-stop so I think it's just like the work ethic and I think I mean it sucks like sometimes playing playing from New York you have so much expectations oh, yeah. but I mean I think he'll be he'll be good he's he's got it down yeah, from your perspective, I mean, like, from the things we read, it would seem like, you know, for a, for a senior guy who's been running the league in his own way, you know, he, he was a top-ten quarterback, a Super Bowl uh, champion twice. Did Eli Manning take Daniel Jones under his wing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think at the point where you see them draft a quarterback number six overall, Eli's got to kind of get the pic- mm-hmm. see the picture. And, and yeah. I think he knew that all along, too. I, I kind of wish, and I think he wished that his season lasted long because he started out and everything. And then when he started playing poorly, I guess they put in Daniel. Mm-hmm. But um, nothing changed, like, in the locker room. Like, Eli was the same person. He he still helped Daniel every day. And you could see it, too. And Daniel was like, you could tell he was still looking up to Eli. Mm-hmm. Like, like Eli was the starter, but yet Daniel was starting the games. But it, it was cool to see, like, uh, how they reacted. And it really didn't stop. Like, nothing stopped to beat. The offense kind of picked up from it. They, they liked it. And, and Eli was a great support cast for Daniel. And everyone kind of was. So it was cool to see. Yeah. So as, like, a... <clears throat> Spectator perspective, there's a lot of comparisons mm-hmm. between Daniel Jones and Eli, just all the way down to like their mannerisms. Do you see that like up close? A hundred percent. Hundred percent. They kind of, I mean, from the outside perspective, it's like they're a little bit like quirky and like, but they're both nasty. Oh yeah. It's like they're like he could pass off of Eli's son. Yeah. Hundred percent. Put them side by side. I, I would be sitting in my locker, coming on like a I don't know Tuesday or Wednesday uh, for like a full day work, and I'll be in sweatpants and sweatshirt, and I look and like Eli's walking in with khakis, like talked in button down shirts so I'm like damn like that's a professional like yeah. we're just here to like he's literally gonna have to change and like we're all gonna have to change and then like other guys come in sweatpants and then I see Daniel Jones walking in with khakis and button down shirt I'm like yo I think I'm seeing double now like that's amazing so it's cool to see I mean they're professionals at all times yeah even so, on the beer pong table, <laughs> even on the beer pong table. <laughs> throwing up napkins and First off, I was we were watching the preseason uh, last year. It was this year, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we saw the pick six, and I think it was our mutual friend, uh, Joe Body, who was telling us that, like, oh, this guy went to post. you got to see this. Like, I didn't catch the game, but I saw the highlight yeah. of you with the pick six. you got to, like, take us through, like, the, the, the before, during, and after of that, like, that uh, play because that is, like, so sick. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll start, like, early in the week. Uh, the whole camp went by. I was... I was playing well. There's, like, 90 guys. So, like, the whole week, everyone's like, yo, we're coming to your game, you're coming to your game. I'm like, oh, like I really hope I get in. Like, <laughs> then I got people texting me, yo, should I come? I'm like, yeah, come. But, like, uh, to be honest, I don't know if I'm going to get in. Like, maybe in the fourth quarter. So then, like, the third quarter rolls around, and I have, like, probably 80 friends, family members in the crowd. And it's preseason. It's not too you many people. Them. So, like, I <laughs> see, them, see them. I hear them. So I go in, and, like, I'm just running around trying to make a play doing something and then finally that play happens and like I I wasn't even I was supposed to sack the quarterback on the play and I didn't even get close so then I see I think it was Davis Webb he's like getting ready to throw it so I'm like I'm gonna bat this thing down jump up and then I like look up I catch it and then I'm like holy shit I gotta take (laughs) off so I just look at the end zone start running and I blacked out like 30 yards in oh yeah I just blacked out so then I don't remember scoring I don't remember like spinning the ball I don't like anything and I get to the sidelines and now I'm shot. Like, I can't – I just – everyone came off the sidelines, like, hugging me, jumping on me, so I can't breathe. I finally sit down. I have the oxygen tank on. And I look up, and they're yelling kickoff. And I could 
I'm not thinking anything. So they kick off, kick off, and then all I hear is, where the fuck is Carlock? So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I throw the oxygen gas down. I run. I have to go run down and kick off. Thank God it went through the end zone because like, I wasn't going to attack on anyone. And that's pretty much how it went. But it was, it was pretty sick. Holy shit, dude. And then uh, they were interviewing you. I don't know specific, like, what media outlet was interviewing you, but, like, they were asking you, like, what was your mindset? What were you thinking about during that play? And then a couple of teammates were like, yo, Carlux the man in the background. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, man, this guy must have some buy-in from his teammates. He's got a good vibe. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that camaraderie, obviously, we kind of talk about that through each kind of phase of uh, uh, level of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, how does that feel when the teammates are kind of dapping you up and they're supporting you like that? Yeah, I mean, like I said, like, at first, I was, like, the, the no one knew who I was the school. They didn't know Division Two, So, like, I was, like, the underdog, and I think, like, everyone kind of likes the underdog story. Yeah. So when, like, a play like that happened, like, I, I was I was with Avery Moss, uh, the outside linebacker room, uh, Marcus Golden, uh, O'Shea Zimenez, Lorenzo Carter, Kareem Martin. Damn. These guys are, like, 6'6", six, six, yeah. I'm 6'2", like, two. 30 at the time yeah. so I'm like I, sh- like I shouldn't be even in the same room as these guys so I think when that happens it was like everyone was just pumped up they, they loved to see it and it was cool for me to see because like guys were like genuinely happy and it was like alright this is pretty cool that, that's when it got real fun yeah. you got the, the game ball uh, no you lost it I yeah, think so I, I actually lost the ball that I scored <laughs> and like I got I was like my phone was blowing up so I finally like called my dad and he's just like where the fuck's the ball I was like Oh, I don't know where the ball is. And the next day, thankfully, I came in, and one of the equipment managers put the ball in my locker. So I did oh, get it. That's it was that's pretty dope. sweet. Yeah, yeah, and then I awesome. gave it to my dad. So I was like, hey, uh, here's the ball. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, it's like, honestly, it's like not to get, like, too corny. We, you know, we often get a little sentimental on the mm-hmm. show. But, like, you know, he, you see that, and he, like, threw the, the 10K or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the things he's done for you, and then give him that game ball. That's kind of, that's pretty exactly. good to do. It was a full circle. Or not right the game ball, the, the, you know, the touchdown Yeah, ball, yeah, yeah. It was worth it. It was yeah. all worth it. Um, so, and then now you're on to a, a new chapter. Uh-huh. You're in Miami. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> the, it was, the weather's warm and, you know. The, it's it's just, Miami. It's Miami. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty devastated leaving the Giants because yeah. I loved it there. And I was really tight with everyone. But, uh, I mean, I guess you can't pick a better spot than Miami yeah. if you got to leave somewhere <laughs> else. baby. So, yeah, I got, it took a couple weeks to get used to it. But uh, now, towards the end of the year, I got really close with the guys on the team, uh, the coaches, so I, I love it. I'm looking forward to heading back soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you playing under uh, a Belichick disciple? I mean, how, how is that? It's Do you cool. See similarities at all? Or? Yeah, he's tough. I mean, he, he's all strictly business. But I, I like him a lot. Like he brought me in. He's a New York guy, and, and he's from New York. Tell, uh-huh. And he was. Uh, he he's he's tough. So I could see the little Belichick. I don't personally know Belichick. I never coached him, but I could see a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's all, all business, no mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. It looked like they were going to, you know, the Dolphins were having a tough season, and then, you know, like the coaching and the, just like the, the, like everyone was congealing as a team, and I'm just like, holy shit, you kind of see a, you see some like real progress, and everyone Fitz. is like, yeah, it fits magic. magic. He's the man. He's, he's the man. It's like you look at him and you're like, this guy's a starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And then you, and then you see him play, and he's like flinging the ball around. Him. And Dude, like I people, love it. he just like he gets hit, like he barely takes slides, like he runs out of bounds, oh, yeah. shoulder down, like he gets fired up too after that. Everyone like, loves him too, so it's like it's easy to like rally around him because like yeah. everyone wants to play for him. The coaches love him. The players get all hyped when he does something, and he he makes more plays like than no, he play. does. Yeah. It's crazy watching him play. Yeah, it's like it's got to be inspiring to play with someone like that who just injects like this, like like you know, hope and just, like, this energy to a team when he's just, like, he can, like, make literally, like, miracles happen. Yeah. Honestly, like, if they have a spot in the Hall of Fame for, like, quarterback journeyman, 
He's got to oh, be a first number, first number one. one. Yeah. Like, it, like he's had like the most insane games, and if they're all combined into like three seasons, he would have been like an like, a, like <laughs> he would have been like Brett Favre, but like you know he's, he does he's have had some it. Brett Favre similarities. Yeah. And he's just kind of a, a gunslinger. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, he, he's had to do it and restart for new teams and restart and restart. But he he's definitely exciting to watch. He's got that big beard too, so it makes it look even better. Yeah, dude, he looks like the some beard's like, gnarly. I don't even know how the chin strap stays beard. on though. I don't know. I, he, he plays with like. He has the old school yeah, chair, right? The leather school, one. So it's always yeah. up. So it's, not, it's always coming off. And I'm just like, oh, whatever works, man. Um, we, I, we often talk about music too, because we were talking about like some people need to be hyped up, some people need to chill out, some people, some people need to be joking around before a game. What's your kind of vibe? You said you need to get jacked up. So, what uh, kind of music do you listen to before a game? I could, I could honestly put like Avicii levels on yeah. and just like listen to that over and over. Oh. I just get going. And then. Obviously, some rap. I, I have like a playlist, but Avicii's my. I love him. He's your dude. Mm-hmm. Levels is just gets me going. Yeah, Avicii's my guy. Yeah, that's my gym music. Almost uh, always a lot of a lot of a lot of Avicii involved. That's that's definitely Avicii. I mean, like uh, all that like EDM stuff too. That stuff will get me going. But now I'm making the switch to long snapper, and, and it's tough. You got it. Like instead of getting psyched up, I gotta actually like calm down. Yeah, otherwise, I'm be like snapping the ball all over the place. Yeah, you're like a sniper. You gotta control your breathing and just. It's crazy, cause like I like in practice, I would be going from uh, linebacker to then like we'll change like uh, stations. Like all right, go snap now. So I'll go and snap, and I'm like, I can't snap right now. Like I was just jacked up, and now I gotta like calm down, relax, and snap. So it might change my music pregame. I don't yeah. know. So now you are you doing just strictly long snapping this year? Upcoming? Yeah. So I finished the year um, linebacker, and now I'm long snapping this upcoming season. Okay. So I'm excited for the change. Yeah. You gotta insure those hands. You just gotta. You gotta be. Uh... It's pretty crazy because I have three wrist surgeries. Uh-oh. But I don't know if the NFL knows, so I'm not gonna. Talk about <laughs> we'll cut that. Out. No, it's yeah. like what do you call it? What's that? What a baseball movie where he gets a surgery and he's like slinging the oh, ball. Oh, uh, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. You're gonna be rookie Rowan of the year long snapper, dude. Uh, I'm down. I'm yeah. down. Um, so you want? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So I mean, obviously, Super Bowl is in Miami this year. Mm-hmm. You want a Super Bowl? I wanted to. I mean, honestly, I, I was looking forward to getting back home. It was a crazy year. The whole season, it's a long year. So like at the end of the year, I was like, I'm going back home. I want to see my family, friends. And now I'm getting texts by like uh, a couple of my teammates, and I actually saw that Daniel's down there too. So I'm like, <laughs> I should have stayed down there. Like I know there's probably so many events, and it's probably gonna be a sick time down there. It's, yeah. it's a sick uh, stadium. And like the the area obviously is beautiful. Yeah, so old, yeah. Yeah. the first few weeks, they, that's all they had going on was they kept losing, but the tailgates, yeah, so they were weird. lit. Yeah, all yeah. oh, lit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who are you rooting for? I mean, what, what do you think is gonna? I I kind of want the 49ers, but I think the Chiefs are gonna win. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just crazy. He's yeah. a beast. Jimmy know. G's a beast, but that coach Kyle Shanahan, I always talk about him. Dude, he's like he's the one who made RG three. You know, helped yeah. him get to rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan with MVP. Like that coach is like insane. He's legit. Yeah, he's so legit. I mean, they're both out. really good. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for a good game. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be a really game. good yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I Whether mean, some of these playoff games have been kind of shitty too. So it'll be cool to see a good game. Now that I think of it, as we're talking, you you know you uh, your high school, college. Uh, and even the first part of your NFL career has all been in New York. Was it a little bit of like an acclimation process going down to Florida? It was. I mean, like you said, I was in New York. Like everyone, everyone used to joke about that too. Like, yo, you don't leave New York. <laughs> I was like, honestly, it's pretty sweet. Like, I don't got to go too far. True. But um, it was honestly, it wasn't too bad. The thing is, is I'm so like you're so busy. Like, yeah, you true. have something every day. So it kind of the only days I had off were well, I didn't really play on Sunday, so Sundays, and we had Tuesdays off. So. Other than that, I was just relaxing, trying to get like my body back, 
And uh, so it wasn't too bad just because my mind was racing and we were playing. By the time I finally got an apartment and uh, they gave me a rental, friends were already visiting. I, yeah, I had yeah. some buddies come down. I had some buddies <laughs> around the area. So I was like, this ain't too bad. I can get used to this. I always think about this and I'm like, I have the craziest mind when it comes to like the little details of like anything in life. But like when you have to like move for a, a job, mm-hmm. you know, for in the NFL, and you have to kind of transition quickly. What is the deal with like the housing? Do they help you like find a place, or what's the deal? Yeah, with that? so they definitely help you a lot. Like yeah. like New York helped me wherever. Whenever you're going, they'll help you out like the first two or three weeks until yeah. you have enough time there to kind of like all right now yeah, go yeah. figure it out. Yeah. But the only thing is when you go and figure it out, some guys will go and like maybe not buy, but they'll they'll rent out an apartment for like a year and like drop a lot of money and then like you get cut the next week. So what I was doing in, in Jersey, I was doing monthly rent, which worked out perfectly because I got released at the end of the month. So I was like, all right, at least I don't got to worry about that. Nice. And then in Miami, I was just renting out weekly. Gotcha. So I was just paying weekly, everything weekly, car and housing. Because, I mean, you never know. Like you never I, didn't have, I didn't think I was going to get cut from the Giants. And I almost bought like a six-month lease, but thank God I didn't. Yeah. I only did I did monthly and, and it worked out because it was the end of the month. But it's crazy because I've known guys who got uh, released by, like, four teams in one year. Yeah. So I was like, one of my boys last year, he got released. He was, like, on the Falcons, Chiefs, um, Green Bay, and then Dallas. And I was like, dude, like, how is your living? And he's just like, honestly, you just don't buy anything. You just live day by day because, honestly, you're probably going to well, The running back on the Niners, right? Morster, he's, he's been on, like, six, six teams or something like that, yeah. just getting dropped. It's crazy because I mean, but, some of these guys have families. Like, yeah, you yeah, you got to move around with them too. Like, and emotionally, you kind of have to like block it out. There's a mental side of sports. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's you know always talked about. The inside of it is like, well, now I have to flush out some of the things that like, you know, the playbook. You have to relearn all this stuff. So it's like it could be like you know straining in all aspects. That's the craziest part. I think just for me too, like getting used to. I was boys with everyone in New York. I, I loved the coaches. I was used to everyone, and then I'm in Miami like that, and I got to meet these new guys, and then. Miami was a little crazy because they were bringing people in and out. So, like, I'd meet someone, finally become friends, and, and then gone, they're gone. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well. So it took a little while, but then you get, you get, you're hanging out with them every day. You start meeting everyone, and then it gets easier. But for guys that got to keep moving around, it's tough. Mm-hmm. So it's a crazy business. Yeah. That weekly life, I mean, I don't know if you just, like, kind of just stay tunnel vision, but, like, living weekly, like, knowing, like, I have to pay weekly because I might get cut, yeah. like, that's got to be really stressful. No? Yeah, I mean, it gets stressful, but. At the same time, like, it's a blessing to be yeah, in. Yeah, to be in the position so that you're doing. Yeah, that's, it, a, that's a good perspective. Exactly. So, I mean, it's how you look at it, but yeah. it, it gets stressful. Um, you know, let's say, you know, you, you play a couple more years, 10 more years, 15 more years, whatever is in the plan and whatever, you know, you choose to do ultimately mm-hmm. as well. You know, how do you want to be remembered in terms of, like, a, a, as a football player in, in the league? Or yeah. just, you know, in general, in sports? I mean, I just honestly just want to be, like, a, a, a hard worker. I mean, that's kind of how I got here. I just had a... Outwork everyone because, like I said, being a D two guy is uh, you're right away. You're like, yeah, you got a pretty slight chance. So if you outwork and just show me work, and then you got to be a good person because if you, if you're a dick messing around, mm-hmm. no one's gonna want to stick up for you. No one's. I mean, that's how I got there. People have vouched for me. They would ask my coaches, and then and then that's how I got to Miami. They talked to the coaches in New York, and they're like, "What do you think of this guy?" They said good things. So that's kind of how. Otherwise, I'd be gone. I'd be back home probably. End of my career. So, I mean, just being a good person and, and just a hard worker, that's really how it goes. 
Yeah, we're, we're running out of time a little bit, but I wanted to touch on a, a couple more things. If someone wants to, you know, follow the footsteps of Jay Carlock, you know, what is what are some of the things that you've learned and you kind of reflect? And, you know, you're, you're somewhat young in general, but, um, you know, if you had some time to think back and like, you know, you know what, that made the difference. And if someone, you know, you could give like a one-minute speech to someone who's kind of trying to accomplish their dreams, what would you say? Yeah, I would almost kind of feed off of what I just said. Honestly, I really think like, being like a good person gets you far, cause like, that's how I got into college. Like they they come to your high school, they ask the teachers, and oh well, he's not the best football player. We got other guys, but uh, he's a good person. He, he works hard. Uh, he'll do the right thing. He doesn't get in trouble. And then you, you just outwork everyone once you get the opportunity. I mean, your opportunity is gonna come at some point. You just gotta make the most of it. And and the, what's there to be scared of? I mean, you fail, you fail. So so if, if you think you're gonna fail, like I I read something, all this stuff about Kobe. Rest of course, in peace. Man. Yeah. I read it. He said, "If you think you're gonna fail, you're probably gonna fail," and like that's kind of that's my mentality. Like you can't think you're gonna fail. You gotta always think you're gonna win. Like I, I right when I wanted to make the NFL in my head, I was like, "I'm gonna make the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna happen because I'm gonna work until until I get there." So honestly, I would just say, put the work in, but like put yourself in the best situation. Being the best person you could be is putting yourself in the best situation. Because the minute you do the wrong thing or or you're out of line. I mean that's your that's like what you're gonna be known for. So you gotta you gotta do the right thing and just work hard. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Kobe, RIP of course, and like you know that whole tragedy. He tragedy. He was someone who you know had a 20 year accomplished NBA career and then didn't stop and you know won awards for his documentary. He you know was crushing it in his kind of second chapter in terms of being a professional. Uh, do you ever think about in terms of like you know life after the NFL in terms of what you potentially would want to do? Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm honestly starting to think about it now. I mean, why wait? So, right. so I I have the platform and the platform is awesome. It's opened up so many doors for me. Yeah. I've already went back to like my school, my elementary school, my grade school, my high school. I'm gonna continue. I already have uh, dates to go back to those schools, and then I'm trying to put together, start slowly to put together a foundation. I. I think after this year, rookie year is a little hectic, so I definitely want to give it some time. I want to focus on football right now. Yeah. But I want to put together a foundation. I'm not too sure what I'm going to do with it. I might get some people involved. I might get uh, Connor Farrell involved. Nice. I know he's, he's a good dude. He was a guest here. Uh, talk to him and see what happens. Because, I mean, this platform is something you got to take advantage of, and uh, I'm looking forward to using it. That's amazing. That's if awesome. we could help in any way, let us know. And it's funny because uh, Connor Farrell and you are kind of – you guys are like doppelgangers uh-huh. a little bit. He's killing it. He, I mean, we were next to each other in the uh, in the linebacker room. We played right next to each other <laughs> on the field too. So it was fun. And, uh, I mean, look at him. He's killing it. He's got, he's got a platform too. Yeah. He's Long yep. Island. They breed lacrosse players, and he's doing it right now. So 100%. You know, I think, you know, we're running out of time here, but I just want to say, Jake, you're an awesome dude, and thank you for so much for coming down here. If people want to follow you and your story, what's the best, uh, you know, social media platform to follow you? Or your, your yeah, definitely. IG just find my Instagram, yeah. uh, Instagram and Twitter, Jake Carlock. So uh, it's pretty, pretty easy to find. Awesome. So uh, I want to say thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, you guys are awesome. Sweet setup. Yeah. And, uh, thank you, man. I'm looking to come back sometime. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll talk on. about uh, more football and then things to come. That's the plan. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Appreciate it. Peace, man.